How's beautiful Rochester doing? Everyone's doing well? Amen. Praise God. Good to see some folks here, some old faces, some new faces. Amen. God is doing a work here in Rochester. I thank you. I thank your pastor for inviting me. On, I mean, the circumstances are unfortunate. Uh, just keep him in prayer. Keep um, his mother in prayer. Um, it's a new season. And, you know, we have to keep our pastors constantly in prayer. You know, the brunt of what the enemy wants to bring against a congregation, against a church, comes to the pastor and hits him first. And so I just want to encourage everyone, you know, just continue to believe God. And, you know, pastors should be a part of your daily prayer. Amen? You pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for the will and the purpose of God. Your pastor should be right there in his family. Because he's a covering for this congregation, for this church. I just want to encourage you to continue to lift them up. Amen. Who's glad to be in church this morning? Amen. Praise God. I have a message for you this morning that I hope will minister right in season. I want to preach a message I've entitled Seasons this morning. Because how many know we go through different seasons of life? You're not always going to be in the same season for your entire life. You're going to go through different things at different times. And this morning I want to preach out of Ecclesiastics chapter 3. We're going to see what the preacher has to say when it comes to different times and different seasons. Amen. If you're there, say amen. I know you're already there. Come on. (laughs) Amen. Verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. Time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Time to mourn and a time to dance. Time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Time to search and a time to give up. Time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, time to love and a time to hate, time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9, what do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden of God that God has laid upon the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. To each of them, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their, all their toil. This is a gift of God. How many know times and seasons are God's gift to man? You know, thank God we're not always within the same season in life. You know, to everything there is a season. We have four seasons on this planet. You know, in Canada they say uh, we have two seasons. I know we're very close, but we only have two seasons. We have winter and we have construction, unfortunately. I don't know about you guys, but that's what we have. Amen? So why are there seasons this morning? Well, as the earth spins on its axis, producing night and day, it also moves about the sun in an elliptical, elongated circle, 
orbit that requires about 365 and one quarter days to complete. The Earth's spin axis is tilted with respect to its orbital plane. This is what causes the seasons. When the Earth axis points towards the sun, it is summer for that hemisphere. When the Earth axis points away, winter can be expected. You see, all seasons cannot be the same. If a farmer only had one season, he would not be a happy farmer. There needs to be time when you plant. There needs to be time when you reap. Time to cultivate and till the soil to get ready for the crops. Uh, Seasons are necessary this morning. Different fruits come up in different seasons. You see, I'm from Jamaica. In Jamaica, we have some beautiful fruits. Anybody ever been to the Caribbean here? No one? All right, one sister there. She's lived life. (laughs) But I would encourage anyone, you know, go get to the West and go to somewhere else. I mean... The fruits are just so beautiful, but they don't all bear in the same season. Each fruit has its time to bear. From July to December in Jamaica, we have bananas, coconut, oranges, guava, papaya, sugar cane, and much more. Mango season is from April to July. You know, so if you're headed to a destination, you love mangoes, then um, if you don't go there within the right season, you're going to be disappointed. Amen? So seasons are very important for us to live life and for us to be able to navigate and work through life. How many know you're in a season right now? You're in a season. You may not quite fully understand, but you have transitioned from one season to another at some point in your life. Life is all about seasons. And in every season, it has a specific purpose. There is something to be gained within the season of your life right now. Are you looking for it? Are you aware of it? It is critical to know what season of life you are in. It is very critical. You see, if we are breaking down when we should be building up, how many know we do not understand the season that we're in? There is a time for everything under the sun this morning. You see, not knowing what season you are in can very well cost you your life. It can cost your marriage. It can cost you your children, your career, your ministry. It can cost you everything if we are not sure or or we are not, not determined what season of life we are in. You know, I got married in October. Many moons ago. And uh, one of the reasons to getting married in October... Well, first of all, my wife's from Arizona. And so... It's cooler in Arizona. She's from Yuma. Yuma is the hottest place on the earth. Right? It's, it's just very, it's a very hot place. I mean, you can cook eggs on the pavement. My wife came to Canada. She tried to make sun tea. I'm sure you guys know what sun tea is. You know, <laughs> you, you know exactly what's going on. And so I said, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not in the desert. You cannot make sun tea here. And so we planned our honeymoon in October. Of course, I got married in October. <laughs> and so we went to the Bahamas. 
And it was so beautiful, not because the resort was beautiful, not because we ate this amazing type of food, but because it was half price. <laughs> That's why it was beautiful. <laughs> and <laughs> it was an amazing time for me. But we, it was half price simply because it was hurricane season. And it didn't really dawn on me until I really started to research hurricanes and things like that. And I thought, it's half price for a reason. Thank God, you know, there was no incidents. We were able to go. We had a great time. But certain seasons, if we are not careful to know that we are in them, can cost you. Many have lost their lives because they've moved into a season that they did not understand and did not know this morning. Some seasons can change without us noticing. We're just living life and we're just going through the motions. And when life begins to change, we may not be cognizant of that. You know what? I'm transitioning from one season to another. You see, there is an art to recognizing, as I move on, to recognizing the season change. It may be the difference between life and death. We must know when we are transitioning in our lives, going from being single to being married, from not having children to having children, you know, going from the children leaving the house and now to being empty nesters. We must understand the season changes in life in order to be able to navigate and be successful this morning. Before winter comes, I'm pretty sure it's the same here. We have to turn our exterior pipes off in Toronto. If we do not drain the pipes and make sure that they shut off, it is very possible that our pipes can freeze. And the pipes have been known to... What happens is the water, if they're in the pipes, they expand and they burst. And so I'm very diligent every year... It's not so much of an issue where we are. I mean, it does get cold, but I mean, we're not that far up north. And so, but it is an issue. And pipes have been known to burst and it costs thousands of dollars and it is a a great headache. So we have to be sure that we understand the changing of seasons. You know, when my wife gave birth, I mean, I know there are four beautiful ladies in here who, who um, I don't know if you call them the dynamic four or whatever you guys call them, but um, they, they were all pregnant at the same time. I believe they all had their babies, three boys and one girl. Amen. Praise God. What an amazing thing God is doing. You know, when my wife gave birth, I began to realize that my house was no longer going to be quiet. <laughs> and you say amen new fathers I begin to understand that there was a change now it didn't really dawn on me it wasn't a conscious thing where I thought you know what I'm entering into a new season I was just living life things are not going to be the same when seasons change I begin to understand that maybe dinner may not be ready when it used to be ready, or dinner may not be there at all. <laughs> you know, young men or young fathers, as you begin to, I would encourage you, have some grace upon your wife as 
you know, she gives birth and she, she moves into a new season in life. Uh, things are not going to be the same. The place may not be as tidy as it used to be. Dishes may be piled up. Uh, um, things are not going to be the same. And it took me a while to begin to recognize this. You know, I would come home and, and I'm thinking, you know, what have you been doing all day? <laughs> I'm out there, you know, Superman, I'm fighting the world, you know, I'm, I'm just making things happen. And my wife, she's just home dealing with a newborn. How hard could that be? <laughs> you know, but this was my understanding, this is my mindset. What have you been doing all day? All you have to do is clean the baby and feed them. You know, I'm out there fighting the world. And it was a constant thing, you know. I didn't understand that life has changed. My wife has changed. Her body has changed. Her hormones have changed. She is not the same. And there is a transition time and period. That if I understood, if she was more cognizant of the fact that, hey, this is a season change in life. And when seasons change, we must change. Someone once said marriage is a 50-50 endeavor. But I beg to differ. See, marriage can never be 50-50. It has to be 100-100. You see, because there are times that uh, one person cannot give 100%. uh, There are times when uh, one person cannot carry their load. uh, And when we begin to give our 100%, we need to carry the load of those who cannot carry themselves. Marriage cannot be 50-50. We have to be able to give a 100. If we are giving a 100 each, uh, when someone is not able for, for various reasons, uh, and we are carrying that 100%, there's no need for frustration. There's no need to say, well, why aren't you carrying your load? Seasons are an amazing thing, man. You have those children, get married, the season has changed. You can't be a a single man, you know, with a ring on his finger anymore. You go from being single to, you cannot be. Can't just go out all hours of the night and expect, you know, uh, my wife to be home or or even vice versa. Ladies out with the friend, you, you can't be like that anymore. When you transition, From one season to the next, listen, you must embrace. This is why we have to embrace the season that we are in. We don't know how long that season is going to be. We don't know how much time we have, uh, you know, doing certain things. We have to embrace uh, and give God the glory for the times that we are in. See, many times we're always looking on the other side. Always looking because the grass may be greener on that side. Uh, thinking, uh, oh, I wish I was over there. When I'm here, why am I here? When God is saying, enjoy the time that I've given you within the season that I've given you in. Enjoy it. Live it. Learn all that you need to learn within that time. Embrace all that you need to embrace. Because things will not always be the same. You see, we cannot expect seasons to change and and we not change within the inside. Going from summer to winter in our house is a big deal. 
As you guys know, I have four children, four young ones. And they're all within the same time. From the oldest to the youngest is five years. Right? I have a 10, I have an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. So you can imagine, our household is busy. And so going from summer to winter, it, it is a big deal. We have to make sure everything is in order. You got to put the summer stuff away. You got to get the winter things ready. Where are your gloves? I just bought you gloves last week. How come you've lost your gloves? You know, where are your boots? Oh, you left them on the bus. Oh, come on. You know, there's so many things <laughs> that we have to deal with when, when you have children and when, when you begin to navigate through different seasons. And so you have to be prepared. Now, wouldn't it be amazing that if we, we knew? It, it's easy to know that summer's coming. Thank God summer is coming. Can you say amen? I'm not a winter person, if you can tell. You know, as black as I am, listen, I'd rather be blacker. (laughs) I went to Jamaica years ago for my grandfather's funeral, and I saw a childhood friend that I grew up with, and and he, he he goes, yeah, you know what? When you left Jamaica, you did blacker. (laughs) it's a funny thing because summertime get dark dark right but wouldn't it be amazing if we knew when the seasons of our lives were going to change when we were going to transition from one point to another wouldn't it be amazing just to know everything consider with me joseph in genesis 41 verse 25 to 30 Verse 25 says, Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. The seven lean and ugly cows that come up and ate up and uh, came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears blighted by the east wind are also seven years of famine. It is as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, there will arise seven years of famine. And all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land. You see, the problem with seasons are we don't always know when they're coming. We don't. We don't know how long we have in a particular place, a particular time with a particular person. We don't always know and understand. But here is Joseph. He's given insight. God gives him um, revelation and insight and understanding what's going to happen. You know, wouldn't it be great and amazing that God always gave us a step ahead? We always understood what was coming. Wouldn't that be amazing? But life isn't like that, is it? We don't always know. We're not always given insight as Joseph was given insight. It would be amazing if life was like that. And so we have to navigate with what we have. with With the instruments that we have and what God has given us. You know, sometimes we are caught off guard. We're not ready for certain things. We're, we're just, you know, you're, you're blindsided. 
Is your pastor's mother, she was blindsided by this new season that she has to enter into without any decision of her own. It was just life that took place. See, Joseph, you recognize that things were about to change. When winter is coming, we change the tires. We undercoat the car. We stock up on extra windshield washer fluid. But sometimes we are caught off guard. You know, we were praying for you guys when we heard of this crazy, devilish storm that you guys had over here. You know, we were bracing for it, and thank God it did miss us. And, you know, we heard the stories and the unfortunate uh, things that have happened over here. But sometimes, even though we prepare for a certain season, we're not prepared for what happens within the season. And this could happen in our lives. And this is why we must continuously be at the feet of Jesus uh, because we are not sure what is going to happen from day to day. This is why we need to seek God. Because he's the only one that can give you insight. Spiritual wisdom to direct you. Maybe he'll give you wisdom, something as simple as, you know what, don't turn down that road. Maybe, have you ever considered getting a flat tire maybe a blessing? Forgetting your keys and running back into the house may be a blessing. Stubbing your toe. You see, the difference of a minute, 30 seconds, could be the difference of your life. Ah, I forgot my keys. I can't believe I'm late. Yeah, but I just missed that accident because of those 12 seconds. You see, what God is able to help us with is the unknown. How many of you, how many of you today can say my life has been preserved? Because God has done, and there's things that God has done. There's things that have happened in your life that we look at as, as, as something that will draw us back or something that is a, a condition that we're, is not favorable for us. But God has allowed it to preserve your life. See, Joseph, as here he is uh, in, in the jail and he's captive, uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. Uh, but this was God's purpose, uh, God's plan for this man to preserve an entire nation. But in the midst of it, it was turmoil. It was one of the hardest things for this man to, how could my brothers, my brothers, they sold me, man. They sold me into slavery. But God was at work. So there are times even within our season, God is moving even though it may not seem favorable. We must be able to adapt and move with the changing of the seasons. See, some seasons we need to move. Some seasons, we need to be still. We must learn to adapt. Animals are amazing at this and being able to adapt to certain seasons and conditions. I know you guys love our Canadian geeses. (laughs) They're always uh, flying over here, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But they've learned to adapt. And when certain seasons come, they begin to migrate. There are snowbirds. Not the human ones, but they're the real snowbirds. 
And they begin to understand when certain conditions are not favorable for me. When these conditions are going to cost my life. When these conditions are going to cost my heritage and my family, I need to get up. And they begin to migrate to more favorable weather. Now what I'm not telling you to when things get tough is that we just leave. You know, I can't deal with that church. Those people in the church, man, I can't deal with it. That pastor, I can't bother with it. I'm just going to hightail and get out. You know what's interesting about a, a geese? It recognizes danger, pulls itself up, migrates, but then it comes back. You see, its mindset is not always, I'm just going to relocate because things are not good here. It uses wisdom, but then it's always back. It is always going and coming, always understanding that this is a part of life. There is sometimes we need to rise up and there's sometimes we need to be still within our situation. Sometimes migration does not mean a change of destination, but a change of posture. Many marine animals migrate during the changing of the seasons. Unlike the Canadian geese, its location does not change, but its elevation does. Seasonal changes in oxygen levels forces many fish to relocate higher or lower in the water column. See, certain animals understand this. When the conditions are not favorable, when things are not right on the outside... They change their posture. They change their elevation. See, this morning, there may be some of you in here. You need to be in a time and a season of prayer and fasting. There are things that that are happening on the outside. There are things that are beyond your control. There are issues that you cannot deal with on your own, with your own wisdom and intellect and understanding. But there needs to be a time when you change your elevation. There needs to be a time when you're seeking God and saying, God, uh, I cannot do this on my own. Uh, I cannot maintain this uh, on my own. I do not have the wisdom uh, or the understanding to break through this. It is a change of elevation that is needed. And God is trying to force you on your knees to get before him. That you would understand that in this season, uh, he is trying to build something within you. How many of us go through seasons? And it seems like it never ends. Could it be that we're not learning what God is trying to show us? And so that season is prolonged. You know, the children of Israel, they walked 40 years in the desert. Why? They couldn't learn what God was trying to show them. They could not understand. So they went around the mountain for 40 years. 40 years! God help us this morning that we learn within our season. What God is trying to show us. Your posture may need to change. Your elevation may need to change this morning. You know, snails are an interesting 
little critter <laughs> animals. When the conditions change and the conditions become dry and, and desiccation begins to take place, a, a process called estivation begins to happen with these animals. And it is a form of hibernation, really, is what it is. What the snail begins to do, it borrows itself into the mud and it begins to seal itself with mucus. And it goes into a state of hibernation until the conditions change. Amazing what God, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have the ability to migrate to, to more favorable conditions where there's more moisture. And so it seals itself and it digs down and it puts itself into a state of, you know what? I'm not going to be doing too much right now. I'm just going to hunker down. You know, in times of recession, they say a recession is upon us. There are times when we have to be frugal, man. There are times when we can't buy that Starbucks. There are times when we just maybe have to spend $150 on a coffee machine and, and brew a coffee a day at home. There are times when we may just have to buy tuna. You know, when, when I, I am a contractor, I run my own security company, and there was a time when I went out on my own. I had a contract with uh, ADT, a secure, big security company. It was my main contract. The time when I said, I'm going out on my own. And I went out on my own, just, I, I didn't burn the bridges, but I just said, listen, I'm just going out. No thought about it. And I went out, and I'm telling you, man, it was a tough time. It was a tough couple years of life. And, you know, being a contractor, one of the hardest things there is, is collecting. Any contractors here? <laughs> it's collecting. You spend money, you buy your parts, you, you know, you buy your equipment, and you, you do the job, and then now you got to do another job that's running down uh, that money. And so this was happening for such a, you know, time and time again, and you're overlapping, you're trying to make things happen. And so it was tough. It was a rough time in our lives, man. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, our kids had a piggy bank. Y'all are going to laugh at me. And I, I broke my daughter's piggy bank, man. It was rough times. I needed $20 for gas and I broke it. And I said, oh my God, it, it, times were rough. We had to hunker down and my wife should go to the dollar store and she would just uh, purchase, you know, cans of tuna and, 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 you know, those little noodle soups and that's what we were living on. It was tough times and I'm telling you, we had to change with the season or else we would not have survived. We must learn to change. You see what, what, what this snail does. And it's so amazing as I begin to read this. What it does, it, it closes itself in. And, it, and, and, and what it really does, what it's really saying that this snail is doing, it's anointing itself with that oil. And it, it hunkers down, you know, within its shell. And it just begins to take a different posture. And it says, I know things are rough on the outside, but I need the anointing. I need the anointing of God. I need the favor of God right now. Listen, it's not about everyone else. Right now, I just need God. Right now, I just need to go in that secluded place and begin to seek God. Begin to get answers. Begin to cry out to God, I need you. 
Are you in that season this morning? Is that where God has you? Listen, as we begin to embrace our season, sunny days will come. There's a time when the snail just comes up and, you know, there's moisture in the air. Things are ready. They're ready to move again. But as you begin to, you know, embrace the time, you know what? This is just what life is right now. Let's make the best of it. Let me learn and see what God is trying to show me in this season. Consider with me as I close the blessings are in the season. You see, in every season, there is always a lesson to be learned. There's a lesson to be learned in every season. Do you know why trees become strong? You know why you look out there and you see the great oaks and the great maples and why they grow so strong? You see, a tree that does not go through any turbulence will never grow strong. The reason why trees grow strong is because when the wind comes, when the rain comes, when it begins to to feel the turbulence, the internal DNA of the tree says, listen, I'm being shaken here. I need to be able to find stability. And so what the tree does, it begins to dig deeper its roots into the ground. And what happens is a process of time. The tree gets turbulence and wind, uh, and it says, you know what? Uh, Some shaky times are coming. I need to dig deeper. And the root system goes deeper in. And over the process of time, it begins to happen again. And the tree says, it's time to dig even deeper. And it begins to send out its roots. And these roots begin to stabilize the tree. And so when the greater winds come, the tree is stable and able to stand. This is what God is doing in lives of his people this morning. Stabilizing you. I know things may be rough. I know there may be a shaking this morning. But I tell you, God is saying, dig deeper, my son. Dig deeper, my daughter. This is God's purpose. You see, nothing that you go through, you're not able to over, you are able to overcome this morning. Anything that you go through. See, if you're going through it, it simply means you can overcome it. That's all it is. God would not allow you to go through anything that you are not able to overcome. You see, the man who says, I wish it was easier, is not the man who's going to overcome. But don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. It is that simple. When God says, listen, there are things you're going to go through. Say, oh God, why is life so hard? Instead of wishing life was easier, wish you were better. Do the things that you need to do to build yourself this morning. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overcome you um, except that what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he he also provides a way out so that you can endure it. He's provided a way for you this morning. Simply because you're going through it, you can get through it. If you weren't going through it, you couldn't handle it. But God knows that you can. Jeremiah 17, 
Verse 7 and 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Is in him. Um, they will be like the tree planted by the water that sends out its roots uh, by the stream. Uh, it does not fear what the heat, when the heat comes. Uh, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year or drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is fruit bearing time, man. When things get rough, when you can't see straight, when the wind is blowing and the rain is in your eyes, this is fruit bearing time. He's trying to show you something, trying to get something out of you, saying, my son, listen, I've caused you to be great. Nothing great or nobody great has an easy ride. See, if you're going through it, it's simply because God loves you this morning. He won't allow you to be a limp-wristed Christian. No. He's building character within you. He's forming that man or that woman that he wants to see. He sees that perfect uh, completion of your life. There is always fruit uh, within your season. Can you see the fruit this morning? Can you understand what God is trying to show you? You know, as I close this morning, I, I can recall when we, when we had our first son. I'm not sure if I mentioned this last time, but our, our first son was a stillborn. You know, he about uh, six months into the pregnancy, my wife, she lost a baby. And, you know, it was one of the toughest times in our lives. And, you know, it, it hit me so hard because... Um, as I woke up on the Sunday morning, <laughs> man, as I look back and think, I woke up on that Sunday morning. We had no children at this time. And I realized it was Father's Day. And I'm looking over on the counter, and I can see the young boy there and lifeless body. And I, I just began to weep. My wife, she's exhausted, you know, you know, just sleeping. I'm up maybe at 6 in the morning, I'm completely exhausted, but I can't sleep. And I begin to weep as I'm in there, realizing it's like the devil was kicking me in my teeth, saying, listen, happy Father's Day, son. And I begin to weep within my circumstance and the situation. And I saw that, you know, this season was not favorable to me. But as time began to go on, I, you know, I didn't see the, the grace and the blessing within it. You know, in Toronto, when you, um, when you have a, 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 a uh, miscarriage or you lo- lose a child, they consider your next two children to be high risk. Right? And I didn't understand this, but, you know, our next two children were high risk. And what I didn't understand what it was the blessing within that. Because after about 25 weeks or so, you have to go back to the hospital every week. Every week to check the baby. And, and because this is our, our first child, we didn't un- fully understand how the process worked. So every week we would go by and we'd see the ultrasound. And we would go downtown Toronto, Sick Kids Hospital. And, and, and we would um, be able to take walks along the boardwalk, along the lakeshore. And we were building our relationship. Little did we know. Every week, we had, I had took my Fridays off. And every week, there we were. Building the relationship. Seeing the child as my daughter as she grew within the womb. 
And I didn't understand that wasn't normal. Until we had our third child, we were thinking we could come, you know, every time we had a checkup, we could see the baby, but no. You could only see the baby once or twice. But every week we were able to see the progress and see the growth. And within that time, God was helping us, building our relationship, helping us to get stronger. And we were able to get stronger in the midst of all of that. The initial incident was hardest times in our lives. But I can tell you through that, God was able to build our relationship. Listen, there are times that as a couple, you're going to go through things. What the enemy wants to do is separate and conquer. But what God is saying, listen, you go through it together. You build together. You grow together. God is able to help you to get through all that you're going through this morning. I want to encourage you, if you're going through things, uh, there are seasons in life when you need to band together. God is able to help you. Amen. Amen. As I close quickly, there are seasons in life. The question is, what season are you in right now? What is God trying to show you in the midst of your circumstance? You know, if we just say, God, show me, help me to see. Help me to understand. Help me to learn what I need to learn, the lessons that I need to learn. Help me to find the fruit within this season this morning. Amen. Let's bow our heads in reverence to God. Amen. Praise God. As the musicians come. Amen. I thank God for his goodness, for his mercy, for bringing us here this morning. You know, maybe you have come into this place not fully knowing what to expect. Maybe this is your first time here. You've been invited by a friend, a co-worker, a family member. Maybe you've been here a few times already. And you can feel that God is trying to bring you into a new season of life. He's trying to help you. And you come into this place this morning and maybe you don't know God. Maybe you're not serving him. You're not sure about, you know, know, this whole Christianity, this whole church thing. I just want to encourage you. Listen, I'm not trying to invite you to come to church. More than I am inviting you to come to Jesus. God looks at life, your life. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what tomorrow holds. This is the reason why God has brought you here this morning to hear his word, to hear him call to you this morning. If you're in here this morning, amen, and you're not serving God, you're away from him, maybe you're a backslidden, you say, you know what, I need to serve him this morning. He's trying to bring me into a new season of life. Would you lift up your hands? Would you say, you know what, that's me. I'm not serving God, but I need to serve him. With an uplifted hand. Amen, my sister. I see your hand over here. I see your hand, my sisters. God is calling out to you this morning. He so loved you that he'll move heaven and earth just to get you here. How many more will there be? You join these two honest hearts and say, you know what, that's me. I may not fully understand it all. I don't have it all together. Listen, you don't have to get things together before you come. No one fixes their car before they bring it to a mechanic. This is the reason why you go to him. You can't fix yourself before you come to God. 
This is why we need him this morning. He is the fixer. How many more unsaved or backslidden? You lift up your hands this morning. I need Jesus. I need him. I'm not saved. I'm not serving him. I don't have an assurance that if I die today, that heaven will be my home. Lift up your hands. Amen. Amen and amen. I'm going to invite my two sisters down to the altar. We're going to have somebody pray with you this morning. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And God is going to meet with you in this place. Could have two sisters. Amen. Let's take your time and make your way down. Amen, saints of God. Oh, the seasons of life. And at times even so much more when you're a believer, you believe that you're going through things and you should not be going through the things that you're going through. And you're saying, God, where are you in this time? God, where are you within this time? I can't see which way is up. Could be financial. Could be health. Could be wayward children. Family members. You're going through a season. You're saying, God, where are you? And God is saying, I'm right here, my son. I'm right here, my daughter. But there are things that we need to learn, uh, that we need to understand in order to grow and to be able to navigate through life. There is fruitfulness within your season this morning. Can you see it? Can you look for it? Can you hear the voice of God? I just want to open these altars. I want to encourage you. If God has spoken to you, you come down, you do some business. Maybe you need to ask God, help me. Open my eyes. Show me what I, what I can't see in this time. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding this morning. Amen. As the musicians, we sing the song.
let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's give God glory. Lord, we thank you. We lift up your name, O Lord God. You are worthy. We thank you for all that you do, for all that you are, O Lord God. Uh, And all that you bring us through, O Lord, we are grateful. This morning, this morning we thank the Lord God.